0: As you can see, the topic is very interesting. Don't be left behind, hallelujah. Praise God, don't be left behind. I told you about a dream I had in November and to me it wasn't a dream, it was a wake up call. Praise God, it was a wake up call. So, we'll be talking on a series of issues but I want you to see first. Like I said, it's a series on the end time. I've decided to stick to last two weeks' topic as the subject for the series that is had I known. Because the Bible says that many will say on that day, That Lord, did we not do this? Did we not do that? And he'll say, I know you not. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we'll be going through these headings over the course of my slots here, except um otherwise mandated to speak on a different topic by the Spirit of God or by my senior pastor, hallelujah. So can we have the, so these are the things that will be all end time related. These are the things that we will be sharing over the period of time. What the Bible, not what anybody say, but what the Bible say about uh, the prevailing circumstances in the church/world in the end times. You know, Jesus said we are in this world but we are not of this world. That means the church is a kingdom within a kingdom. Hallelujah. We also talk about the rapture the nation Israel in the end times. Like someone said, he said, the existence of Israel is a proof that God is. Hallelujah. Because it is one nation since its origin that the enemy has tried to wipe out. And if you could succeed in doing that, then Christ cannot come. Hallelujah. But thank God for who God is. Hallelujah. So we talk about the past, present, and the future of the nation Israel. And then we also talk about the Antichrist, abomination of desolation, mark of the beast, and its consequences. Next slide, please. Seven year tribulation period, the great tribulation, slash, the great tribulation. There are two different things that we'll be talking about. Then we're talking about this one topic, I hardly hear anybody speaking, uh, preaching on. Marriage Feast of the Lamb, slash, the Judgment Seat of Christ. I've heard quite a number of topics on the Judgment Seat of Christ. But when it comes to the Marriage Feast of the Lamb, I hardly hear anybody talking about it. But it's in the Word of God. Praise God. It is there. It is something that will come to pass. And then we'll talk about the Battle of Armageddon slash, the Second Coming of Christ. Then on to the Thousand Years Messianic Kingdom. And then the final final battle, the white throne, the great white throne judgment, the end of time slash new creation. It's amazing that all these things are documented in this word called the Bible. Hallelujah. So these are the things that we will be doing on for the past, I mean for all my slots. Except, like I said earlier, I'm otherwise mandated to do something else. So, today we'll be narrowing down on rapture. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. So, come with me to the book of First Thessalonians chapter 4. Reading from the verse number 13. For time's sake, we'll be. We'll be comparing scriptures with scriptures because it's a teaching, praise God. So we'll have our dear also helping with the reading because we'll be looking at different viewpoints from different men of God. Mm-hmm. First, Cor- First Thessalonians chapter 5, from verse 13 says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope for if we believe that Jesus Christ died and rose again even so god will bring god will bring with him those who f- sleep in jesus for this we say to you by the word of the lord that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the lord will by no means precede those who are asleep for the lord himself will descend From heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So we've been encouraged to talk about his second coming. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, before we proceed further, I want to make these two statements. I call them fundamental statements of fact. I think the next reader have said something about this here before. And that is, the written word of God is a reliable and a credible source of information and revelation. And it is the standard for judging all things. Hallelujah. We heard her preach. You can revisit her and you hear. He said the word of God is a credible source of information. Not just that, but also what revelation. Because there are certain things in the word that it is only God that can reveal to man. And, and it is only and it is a perfect and the, a, a accurate standard for judging all things. The Bible says, let God be true, and every man a liar. Be the person a theologian, a politician, a scientist, a king, whoever the person be. If what the person is saying contradicts the word of God, the Bible says, let God be true, and every man a liar. Hallelujah. Now let's hear what Jesus Christ said about the word. Come with me to Matthew chapter 5, verse 18. And Dickness, Rita. if you can open to Psalm 89, 34 for us. Mm-hmm. So Matthew chapter 5, verse, yeah, Matthew 5, 18. If you can have it on the board. There will be a lot of scriptures today. You can write some of them down. It's just... Now Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He says, "For I surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled." Hallelujah! Yeah, yeah. Psalm, yeah, Psalm, eighty-nine, thirty-four. Praise God. Hallelujah.
1: Psalm eighty-nine thirty-four. my covenant will I not break,
0: Hallelujah. nor
1: alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Hallelujah.
0: There's no, no need to explain that. Now the third one I want us to read together to tell us how authentic and how credible the word of God is. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, it says, "For as the, can we go together please? For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bar, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Do you know what this means? Peace of mind to everyone walking in obedience. Hallelujah. That even though, like David said, yea, "Here do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for Thou art with me." David read some time ago. In the word of God, that God promised Joshua that as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. And I will never leave you, nor forsake you. So he knew that if Joshua was a son or a child of God, and he being a child of God, God's promises is for him as well. Praise God. It gives us so much joy and peace of mind. Security in times of war. Hallelujah. You don't worry about anything. That is why I don't even have to bother. I know men are able to wipe out mankind on earth. <laughs> there is no way it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. But on the other end, if you are walking in disobedience, it's a sad news. Because every word and there are some unpopular statements I'll make here. It's not so popular. Not everybody will like to hear it. But it's a fact. It's something that will happen so that we can wake up. Praise God. Bible says it is not the will of God that anyone will pay. It is not his will. But he can do nothing about it if we choose to go there. Praise God. Now, the second statement I'll make is. And I want you to look at me here. If I should fall down now, that's my end of time. And, I have, I, and one place is destined for me. Oh. Praise God. Oh, there was a time I had some man of God was preaching before the realized. I said, Amen. When Amen, the man was not getting it, or with ushers rushed to his place, not knowing. That was it. Praise God. So, you know, life is just so temporary. Now, this is what, it's not a popular statement, but it is true. We all know it, but we just don't want to hear it, or people don't want to hear it. And that is, I said, every life on earth will hear after will hereafter either spend eternity, eternal life with God, or spend eternity in the lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. It's not a popular statement. It's not something that many people. Some may consider it a threat, but it is not. You see, when you are driving on a highway on a high speed, and your sign to warn you that there there are CCTV cameras ahead, it's not a threat. It's just telling you that look, you either prepare to get a fine, or you praise God. It, 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 this is scary. You know, sometimes you say God is so good. Yeah, he's a very good God. But you must know that he's also a just God. Hallelujah. And we need to wake up as believers. I've made it. I told people that, look, my resolution now, from now to the end of my life, is to my, first my family, extended ones, and to win as many souls as possible. Because these are undeniable facts. We can do nothing about it. Let's read two scriptures. Dickness, Rita, you will read Revelation 20. Okay, I will. First, let's go to Matthew chapter 25 from verse 30, Matthew 25, 34, and then also we read 41. But first, Matthew 25, 34. You go to Revelation 20, the next Bible says, The king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom, prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, can you go back a bit? Because uh, Pastor made a statement here that it's not about what we get, but what we can give. I mean, when you have that mindset, you will not miss the assembly of the brethren, praise God. Now, can you go back a bit to like from 30, 30, let's see. No, go, 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 go a bit more. Okay. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Continue. And the nations will be gathered before him and He will separate them from another as shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Continue. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think it's after that one, rather. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Next. For I was hungry. That is the point I want to make. I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Next. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Mm -hmm. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did I see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? We know what Jesus answered and said. Then, okay. When, you, when, when, when we see you as a stranger and take you, in you know, naked and clothe you. Next verse. Or when do we see you sick or in prison and come to you. I wonder when Jesus answered to them. Then the king will answer and say to them, I surely have said to you, as much as you did to one of these lists of my brethren, you did it to me. We all have, thank God for the women of destiny, the topic they are taking us through. Is something that is, I believe, so dear in the heart of God. The gift of the Spirit. We have various gifts. Administrative gifts. And all sort of gifts. Hallelujah. And when you know you have certain gifts and we're holding it. Jesus said, you say, oh well. Let's read the 41, please. Then you say to those on the left. I know none of us here will be on the left. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then you say to those on the left. Depart from me, you curse into everlasting fire prepared. So, the statement I made is true that we either have to spend eternity with God or we spend eternity in a hell, in a lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And this has nothing to do with race, tribe, background, or anything. Praise God. For as long as you are somebody born of a woman and live here on earth. We have two eternal destinations. There are no middle grounds. Church, the southern is there are no grounds where one can say oh, this person is, is not good for heaven but he's not bad for her. There is no place where one can say oh, this person is like it's he, he, not it's not that bad how can he no 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 there are no middle grounds and that is what makes it scary hallelujah there are no middle grounds it is either you make it with God and in his internal destination or you spend it at the other side praise God so it is it is it is quite scary oh my god hallelujah Okay, now when it comes to the word rapture, all theologians and scholars believe that it's something that will happen. You cannot deny it but it is in the, because it is in the word of God. But the problem, and they also believe about the great tribulation or the tribula- seven-year tribulation period, which we will not talk about today. But the problem is with the timing. Praise God. The problem is with the timing. Now, first let's look at the definition of the word rapture. It says rapture is derived from French from Middle French rapture via medieval Latin rapturo. That is the origin origin of the word rapture. Rapturo, middle Or medieval Latin word. And I like the second part. Cecilia or what? Kidnapping. I can't wait for Jesus to come and kidnap me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Which derives from the Latin raptors or carrying off. So I love the kidnapping. I don't want to be kidnapped by anybody, but if Jesus is coming (laughs) to kidnap me, but the thing is, Jesus will only kidnap those who belong to him, those who are. Waiting and expecting his coming. Praise God. So, quickly, I will take you through the three viewpoints and I'll end there for time's sake because we have communion. Now, we have three different views. The first view is what we call the three. First, let me say that I was listening to one man of God, he's one of my. Teachers, to me he was one of the greatest teachers of all time, Derek Prince. And he said, uh, before he was about to preach on one of these subjects, and he said, look, if you, after this subject, you ask me that the the, 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 the rapture, is it pre, mid, or post? My answer is, I don't know, I don't know. And he said he won't feel embarrassed to say that, you see. Well, he's a very good teacher. He's got his own opinion, but we all have our opinions. Well, if you should ask me, I would say, (laughs) not because I fear the Antichrist, but based on scriptures that I have read, I I am fully and strongly convinced that it will happen before the Antichrist. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But because of what is happening, the, the, the post-tribulation rapture theory is going out strongly, especially in the media. Praise God. But it's up to us to make our own words. The most important thing is that we prepare. Praise God. If it happens in your days, praise God. And if you die in the Lord, you know that for that case, it's your back case. When it happens, you know you. Hallelujah. The, the, the only advantage the post rapture uh, 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 believer will have over a pre rapture believer is that the pre tribulation uh, uh, believer might not be prepared for such a time of tribulation because you have all your hopes. So the thing is, you just hold your beliefs, but you prepare for anything that happens. Hallelujah. So let's go to the preview. let me, I think, spare me 10 minutes. I think we'll just read it through and then, can we have them? Now, That this is what the pre tribulation believe, that Christ will suddenly and without advance notice appear at a trumpet call of God to meet Christians and all who die in the Lord in the air within a twinkle of an eye, proud to the seven-year tribulation period. Next, I believe it's clear there, so... Mm-hmm. The mid-tribulation rapture, this view maintained that the rapture will occur after the first three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation period. Mm-hmm. Last one. The post-tribulation rapture, this view argues that the rapture will occur simultaneously with the coming of Christ at the end of the seven-year tribulation period. In other words, what they are saying is that when Christ is coming, We who are alive will be transformed immediately within that twinkle of an eye, meet Christ in the air, and then we come down. That is a belief of the post-tribulation rapture. And there are uh, scriptures that back all that we have. So let's begin with the post-tribulation rapture quickly. I wanted to, because it's a teaching, I wanted to take time. For time's sake, I want to just, let's read. Uh, First, we want to look at the post-tribulation what they believe and why maybe just that one alone and then we leave the the rest to, we look at just that one, I think, for time's sake. Yeah. Yeah. And the problems, actually, both the pre, post, I'm getting a signal from my senior pastor. Hallelujah. There's some deal going on. (laughs) But it did require a third person. So, yeah. Hallelujah. So, the, 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 the pre, post, and mid all have problems. Hallelujah. But then that is where we have to compare scriptures with what? Scriptures. So, first we will look at the post and the problems attached and uh, 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 what they say. Then we run up. First, let's come to the... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, let me, hallelujah. Okay. Okay, now, let's open to, we're on the post-tribulation rapture, so first let's open to Revelation chapter, you We'll read the counter scriptures. So, uh, first, let's re- uh, first, first let's read Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 10. Oh, sorry, that is for me. Sorry, sorry. Revelation chapter 13. Yeah, Revelation chapter 13. Yeah, it's something that will happen. Verse 6 and 8 we read from 6 to 8, but then I think we can get it from the beginning. are you will be reading First Thessalonians. No. You will be reading M- Matthew chapter 16, 18, and 19 for us, as popular scripture we know. Okay, for time's sake, can you go down to the verse number 6, straightforward? I will explain the first two. This talk about the coming of the, so this is the Antichrist. He's a man, actually. Hallelujah. Nobody nobody knows where he's coming from or whether he has been born yet. I wish he's not born yet because it's, (laughs) hallelujah, my time will expire before then. (laughs) He says, then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Now, this is where the post-tribulation takes one of the uh, scriptures. that The Bible says that he will make war against the saints and he will overcome them. Now they refer to the saints as what the church. They believe the church era will still continue. But we know what the scripture says, and the Bible, God is not the author of confusion. Hallelujah. Let's read from Dickness Rita. Yes, let's hear from Dickness Rita.
1: Matthew 16, 18, and 19. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon his rock. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Mm-hmm. And I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven.
0: Hallelujah. So keep that scripture for us. And then let's come back to the revelation where we just read, the verse 7 specifically. Mm-hmm. Revelation. 13, 7. Hallelujah. So you see the word of God. You compare the scripture with that. It was granted him to make war with the saints. So if this is, if this saint stands for the church, then it contradicts what Jesus said. Jesus said he will build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And in those days, Christians, we cannot bind, if it's the church, we cannot bind the demons. They will rather bind Christians. Hallelujah. Amen. Because read uh, Revelation chapter, uh, continue, go down further 8, 9 to 10. And, who, and all who dwell on earth worship him, those whose name have not been written in the book of life, of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Mm-hmm. Next verse. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. God is warning us. Praise God. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with a sword must be killed with a sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Again, the saints, so they claim it is the church. But now the next verse. Mm -hmm. Last verse. Okay. So what the Bible is telling us here is that in the, the Bible says it clear from what we read, that Jesus made it clear that the church will have power. He said, I give unto you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over every power of the enemy. So if the, the, the antichrist or the devil or any other power could overcome the church, then it undermines the word of God contradict what Jesus said and we cannot then trust him. Praise God. Because he said, I give you power to go out, thread over serpent and scorpion. He said, bind, heal. And the disciples came and they said, What? Even demons were subject to us. But this time we'll get there sometime. Now let's read your second scripture. That is quite interesting. First, okay, Dickens, are you there? Uh, first. Uh, where is it? Second Thessalonians, yeah. yeah, chapter 2. You read from the verse number 1. We get, uh, listen on the 7.
1: Amen. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind. You can put it on the
0: board as well. Mm-hmm.
1: That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither be neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed...
0: Please. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay, end that statement.
1: And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposed it and exalted himself above all that is called God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: It says, that they shall not come until, what? Let, let's read the scriptures. Let the scripture interpret itself. It says, let no man deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes. The falling away is a time when many people will, reject and deny Christ. You know, it's quite complicated, but then we compare scriptures with what? Scriptures. And it says, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. The man of sin or the son of perdition is the Antichrist. So he say, that day shall not come unless the fallen away come and the man. Which tells us that the Antichrist will come before what? Hallelujah. So, yeah, you cannot argue it. Praise God. And when I was listening to Derrick Prince, actually, yeah, he believed in the post. He said, most believers are. And I think we, re- we invited this man here. I've read some of his books. I think next week I'll quote some of his, his, his words. Pastor Israel, I believe you know that, yeah, he believes in it. We are all subject to our opinions anyway. Hallelujah. I will not condemn anyone or say you are wrong praise God, the only thing is all of us cannot be right, hallelujah so but I want you to go down further because that is where the base, because from this statement and from this grammar my understanding is there is no way the son of man which is Christ will come unless or until the antichrist is revealed, you see but let's go down a bit further yeah,
1: yeah, amen who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God seated in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God? Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things? And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in this time. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. Only he who now leteth will let until he be taken out of the way.
0: Amen. Amen. Now, I like, I like this scripture. It says, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. That was right in the days of Paul, mm. almost 2,000 years now. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And here also from most post tribulation believers, They believe that he, the word he, here stands for the Holy Spirit. But I I totally disagree with that. Because what makes us Christians is the Holy Spirit. And uh, from our point of view, actually pre-tribulation rapture believers also hold the scripture. And argue that uh, the one restraining... Because if the devil, the devil knows very well the scriptures. Remember when Jesus was about to cast out some demons, they reminded him of the scriptures that it is not yet time. So don't try it. Hallelujah. So the devil knows very well that he's got three and a half years to manifest. But if he get a chance, he will do it for as long as it takes. Praise God. And that is why we see so many wars and so many things happening. The Bible says that there is somebody... That is restraining him. Mm. And who is that person? That is, eh? If it is the Holy Spirit and he's taken away, then we are left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. It is only he that's uh, uh, the only reason why he's not revealed, even right from the days of Paul, is because there is a restrainer. And if that restrainer is taken out of the way, that is the the pre-tribulation doctrine believes that it is the church, whereas the post-tribulation believes that it is the Holy Spirit. It's very controversial, but that is where we have to go to the scriptures and still and see what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So let's read. That will be our last two scriptures. Let us read Sister Rita. You will read Romans 8, verse 9 for us. But can you put John 14, 15 and 16 on the board for us? Hallelujah. Uh, yes, let's let's read it. Mm-hmm. If you keep my commandments, uh-huh. if you love me, keep my commandment, okay? I'll pray the father and he will give you another helper. That he will abide with you what? Forever. Praise God. So if the Holy Spirit is taken away. That means Jesus lied to us. He's here. He's hearing me. <laughs> and he's up there as well. He's everywhere. If the Holy Spirit is taken away. That means he lied to us. That this man is going to be with us what? Forever. So to me. It's the church. But the only argument, the only thing we cannot defend is that there is no way in the scriptures where the church is described as he. So it's a bit. Hallelujah. Now, uh, can you also read your version for us? That's the last version.
1: Amen. Romans 8, 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. None of his. Hallelujah. So if
0: the spirit of Christ is taken away. Now, let's, let's look at it this way. That is where I have a problem with. Even with the Holy Spirit in us, indwelling us, kicking us, empowering us, and doing all sorts. See how believers struggle. Without the Antichrist, let alone he being taken away. And at a time where, Bible says, whoever is to be slaughtered will just be led to be slaughtered, Hallelujah! And those to, to captivity would—it's not possible. So, as far as I am concerned, well, this is the post-tribulation view. We we'll look at the other views. Thank God. If all—if the deal goes well, maybe I'll be back next week. Praise God. Hallelujah! But there are mysteries in the Bible. That we need to learn, but the most important thing is that what we must be prepared. In Second Corinthians thirteen, verse five, it says, "Examine yourself." You know, church. Sometimes, let me say this, and then I close. Sometimes, people around you or people afar will see you that you are on fire. Will see. They bring problems to you. You. You talk to them, you explain things to them, you tell them what to do, and they get their solutions. But deep down you, you feel empty. Deep down you, you feel void. You feel that there is something in you. Let me read a, the, that, that scripture from the uh, New Living Translation. It says, 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5 it says, Examine yourself to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. Hallelujah. We all know we have the spirit of God dwelling in us. But see if how we present ourselves on the outside is the same way we feel in the inside. If there is a struggle, then there is something that needs to be checked and done before he's coming. Hallelujah. You know, I like Paul, and I can say, I don't know about you, but I can't say with Paul today, if it is my last day that I have fought a good fight. Shall we pray? Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, O Lord. We thank you that you love us so much. We know that you have not appointed us to wrath, but O Lord, my God, to deliver us from every plot of the enemy. One thing we ask for, O God, is the grace in the name of Jesus to walk. In all that you have, O Lord, my God, commanded us to walk in. To live in the way that you want us to live. In the name of Jesus Christ. That we will not be ashamed of you here on earth. And that you will not be ashamed of us, O Lord, on that day. Thank you so much for your word through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you so much. Amen.